0: Awesome. Well, I want to start this morning with a story. Um, Back in my youth group days when I was probably probably 12 years old, I was in sixth grade, no, seventh grade. So yeah, I was probably around 12, 13 years old. And uh, I had just uh, recently got involved in the youth ministry at our church. And we uh, got to go on a, a fall retreat. It was my very first trip I ever got to take with my youth group. And and wouldn't you know, we went to Florida for a fall retreat. I'm like, why aren't we doing that for a fall retreat? It was beautiful. We, we went to Florida. We, we had a hotel, and the hotel was literally right on the beach. I mean, you, you stepped off the property of the hotel, and you were in sand, Like, it was right on the beach. And uh, in, in this hotel room, there was this little conference uh, room where our youth group would gather uh, in the mornings and in the evenings, and we would have just kind of a service, and a, a teaching, and, and those sorts of things. And now this this trip was your normal youth group trip. My buddy, one of my best friends, Nick Kokenderfer, uh, was on the trip, and he he's a couple years older than me, and of, and of course, we're, he's got the 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 tipped yellow highlights, you know. This has been in the, in the early 2000s, you know. So he's got, he looks like a backstreet boy. He still kind of looks like a backstreet boy, to be honest with you. He's a, got a Justin Timberlake thing going on, but or he did then. He, he would he would probably punch me in the face for saying that now. But he yeah, had the yellow highlights. And, of course, you know, every youth – this is your typical youth group trip. Every youth group trip has the stud that goes on the trip, right, that all the girls fall in love with uh, on the trip. And and Nick happened to be that guy this, this time. This time. It was the last time because I started going on the trips. <laughs> so he had his moment in the sun, and then I came along, but uh, – but so, so, you know, your typical youth group trip, we're all, we're all playing pranks on each other. Uh, my, my brother was on the trip. My brother's, uh, what, 10, 11 years older? How old, much older? How many? Okay, eight years older than me. I don't even know how old he is. He's older. He's on the trip, and uh, he's, he's there as a youth leader. And uh, even he's taken part in the, the pranking activities, uh, one, one, mostly to me. I had... Um, one one after one evening uh, or one morning i woke up and went to go get my clothes out and all that and realized i didn't have any underwear because my brother had taken all of my underwear got it soaking wet and put it in the hotel freezer the night before so you know normal youth group stuff right just just having fun with each other i had a just to give you a full picture i, I had just broken my leg playing football um, and not too long before that, and so I had a giant, I mean, and when I say giant, I mean giant red cast that went all the way from my hip, all the way down to where just my toes were sticking out, and it was bright red, so, so, you know, I'm limping around on crutches on on the beach, so for, for me, it wasn't as fun, they're all playing football on the beach, and I, you know, I'm just trying not to get sand in my cast, you know, (laughs) and so this, this was our, this was our trip, we were having fun, just normal youth group stuff, but, Every morning and every evening, like I said, we would gather in those, that little conference room. And we would touch heaven, man. We would have worship services, uh, just worship music. And, if, you know, we had a couple leaders on the team. The other half of the team was, was a couple kids in the youth that just happened to learn how to play guitar or bass or whatever. And so, you know, the it wasn't the best quality in the world. Um, we're playing it's early, it's early 2000. So, you know, trading my sorrows was like the song to play. So I think we played that song for hours on end, uh, in that room, but man, we just went after the Lord and, uh, we worshiped him with everything that we had. And we had some amazing encounters in that little, little tiny room in that hotel room. And, uh, I remember one service and and trading my, if you know, trading my sorrows, there's the part in the bridge where it's, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, you know, and of course, in youth group, everybody's going, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, you know, that, and I'm in my cast going, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, you know, so by, by, after a while, I'm, I'm kind of tired, you know, my legs hurt, and so I'm sitting down, and worship is going on, and, and my, my cousin happened to be on this trip as well, and it was one of her first trips with the youth group, she's about the same age as me, and, and uh, she had gone through a lot of different things in her life, uh, just lots of uh, lots of difficult, traumatic experiences, uh, lots of family issues. And so she, uh, and, and, and at this point in her life, it, she was kind of in the middle of a lot of it. And uh, so she was really dealing with a lot of things. And I remember during one of the services, our youth leaders were kind of gathered around her and were ministering to her. And, and, uh, and I was just sitting there and I was kind of praying. And I remember in that moment of prayer, I felt like I heard this word from the Lord for my cousin. And I don't remember all the details of the word, I, uh, of, of what exactly it was. I, I just remember it was one of the first times. It, I don't think it was the first time, it, but it was, one, it was definitely a memorable moment, a, 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 a moment that really marked me where I felt like I heard the Lord. And so I went over and I, I shared with her what I felt like I, I had heard from the Lord, what I had saw, and it really ministered to her. And I remember leaving that conversation and just thinking, I just heard from God, like, wow, I I just heard the voice of the Lord. And, and that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. And we're going to do actually a little series on this. Uh, Pastor Ron is going to share with us next week. Um, I really would love to have uh, even invite some different people and just come and share your testimony, your experience with this. But I want to talk about the voice of God with you for these next few weeks. Hearing the voice of God. And uh, we probably will get a little bit more technical and we'll talk about different ways in the Bible where you see people hear the voice of God. We'll, I know we'll have, I already asked Holly and Cameron at one point in time to give their testimony where the Lord spoke to them a lot through dreams uh, in their journey to back to Indiana. So God speaks through dreams. He speaks through other people. He speaks through a uh, different situation. He, the obvious one, he speaks through his word. That's the foundation. Amen. Everything has to be filtered through his word. Um, His word is the standard. And uh, and that daily for me, I hear his voice through his word. So that's obviously important. And we're we'll probably get into some of that. But this morning, I I just want to start off. I don't want to get technical. Because there is no formula in the Bible for hearing the voice of God. There's no steps one, two, and three. If you do these things, you'll be able to hear God's voice. There's none of that in the Bible. There's, there's, uh, there's just passages uh, like, like this one. Go ahead and pull up that first scripture there in, Ma- um, in the Bible. <laughs> in John, thank you. In John chapter 10, where he says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I think there's three or four times within that passage alone, Jesus just says, my sheep hear my voice. He doesn't give instruction on how, he just says they do. And, and hearing the voice of God is an, an incredibly personal thing. The way you hear the voice of God may look a little bit different than the way I've heard the voice of God. And, and there's different ways God speaks to us right? There's, there's different ways, uh, that, that we hear God's voice. There's, there's no one way that I can say, this is the way I hear God. And that's it. There's ways that he speaks that, that is, is different. And it's, and it's sometimes is changing. Um, but, but it never changes that it's a deeply personal experience. It's a deeply personal experience. There is no formula. It's just when you are his sheep, you have the capability of hearing his voice. How many of you in here this morning say, I am Jesus. Not I am Jesus. (laughs) Hopefully nobody in this room says I am Jesus. Let me try that again. How many in this room would say you have a relationship with Jesus? There we go. If you raised your hand you have the capability of hearing God's voice because my sheep hear my voice. He speaks to you. And maybe you've never had that experience before where you've heard the voice of God, but it doesn't change the fact that he speaks to you. You just haven't learned how to listen yet. Let me, let me show you in the scriptures here, a story in the first Samuel chapter three, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 is where we're going to start. It's, the prophet, it's about the prophet Samuel. Let me just start off reading here. It says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was, was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel and answered, and Samuel answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call you, lie down again. And he went and laid down. Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel, this is an important word here. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called that boy. All the parents in the room can totally relate to Eli in this, right? This annoying little kid gets up in the middle of the night and comes and wakes me up in my sleep. It happened last night to us, right? Amen, parents, right? I feel you, Eli. You're just trying to get some sleep, man. But he perceived finally. Thank you. I've got one chuckle in the back. Thank you, Judy, for recognizing that. I appreciate that. It says, though, that Samuel perceived, or not Samuel, the Eli perceived what was happening and that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be. If he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. The Lord is speaking to you. The sheep hear his voice. He speaks to those that he calls. He speaks to those that are in relationship with him. But just like Samuel, sometimes when he speaks and we don't recognize or know that he's speaking to us, then, then, then we, it's not that he's not speaking, it's that we have not recognized that it's his voice. Do you see that? That just as Samuel was being called from the Lord. The Lord was speaking to him. He had not yet, the, that verse there, I believe verse 7, where it says that the Samuel had not known the Lord. That, that is saying that Samuel had not yet had an experience with the Lord. He had not had an encounter or, or an understanding of what it's like to hear the Lord. So he didn't realize at that moment that the Lord was speaking to him because he had yet to experience that. But once he did, once he realized that, then he was able to respond. So the, what, my main point in this is you may be hearing, let, let me rephrase that, you are hearing the Lord speak. But maybe you're at the stage where Samuel's at and you just haven't realized it's his voice yet. Because you have not heard it or understood it enough yet to realize that it is the Lord speaking to you. Amen? Amen. Sometimes I think we complicate the voice of the Lord. We, when we hear that, I think some people think it's, it's always this, like, like when, we, when I stand up here and say, I heard the Lord say this, it's like, oh, you've heard this audible, like, Josh, <laughs> thus says the Lord to you this day. And it's not like that. I, I, I know people who have heard the audible voice of the Lord, so he can speak still in that way. Personally, I've never heard an audible voice speak to me like that. And, and, and there's different ways the Lord does speak to me, but most, most of the time, it's, it's this overwhelming peace. Like, oh, I, I just, I sense the Holy Spirit on this. I hear the Lord's voice in this. Or, or it's something as simple as I remember one day, uh, back a couple years ago, you remember when our word was joy for the year? And uh, I was going to preach that morning and bring that word. And I remember I was so just, I, w- I was just nervous as can be. I didn't feel like I was prepared. I didn't feel like I had the right notes. They weren't in the right order. And I just didn't feel ready, which is pretty much every single Sunday. <laughs> but but uh, I, I, that morning, I was just really nervous. And I, I was in the in the office there just praying and, and trying to read over my notes. And it was all of a sudden, I, I just... I just heard this voice and, it, and again, it wasn't an audible voice. It was, it was just this voice that just said, I'm doing this thing with you. Like, I'm, you're not, you're not going up there alone. Like, and, and not, and, and this is the part that really got me that morning. It wasn't even like, I'm just going to use you, right? Like, I'm just going to get up there and you're going to be the, my, my dummy that I'm going to speak through my puppet. It was no, we're, we're doing this together. It's your, it's your giftings and personality and, the, and everything I've given you and it's my anointing and my power. And that's gonna, and I'm, all, I'm walking up there with you and instantly, all the nervousness, all the fear, all the panic and anxiety for not feeling like I was ready flew away. And there was an instant peace. That, that's what the voice of God is. And, it, and when I say it's deeply personal, just like that, there, were, there was no there was no like 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 even even as we continue reading here with Samuel God begins speaking to Samuel and it was a word for Israel and it was this prophetic word for Israel. Now I love when I get a word for the congregation or a word for a person, but most of the time when I hear the voice of God, it's deeply personal. It's the Lord bringing peace into my bones. It's the Lord calming my fears and my anxieties and my panic. It's the Lord speaking truth to me and leading me in the and through the through the word and showing me things. And it's not it's it's ra- not I want to say rarely, but most of the time for me when I'm hearing the voice of God, it's a personal thing. The Lord is speaking to me because He, he He's that shepherd leading his sheep. The word is deeply personal. The other thing I want to point out with this, with this passage here. Um, The other thing I want to point out with this passage here is, is that if you notice at the end, Samuel was able to hear and understand the voice of God when Eli recognized what it was and said, no, Samuel, you can hear the voice of God for yourself. And it was like this revelation for Samuel that turned something on that he was, he was hearing the voice before but he didn't realize it and know what it was. It wasn't until Eli gave him permission and, and, and gave him revelation to what he was hearing. And then he began hearing. And from that point on, he became one of the greatest prophets to walk the face of the planet and walk close, hand in hand with God, always hearing from the voice of God. Because Eli showed him and said, hey, you can hear the voice of God. You have heard his voice. You just haven't recognized it yet. God could not speak to Samuel until Samuel gave God his ear and said, speak, I'm listening. That after Eli told Samuel, listen, buddy, you're hearing God's voice. And he gave him that revelation. Then says Samuel went back to his room. Before he laid down and went back, tried to go back to sleep, he said, God, speak, I'm listening. He intentionally at that moment, turned his ear to the Father and said, God, I'm listening, speak. And sometimes I think it's not so much that we're not hearing God's voice or that he's not speaking to us, it's that sometimes we need to just stop, turn our ear to heaven and say, God, I'm listening. And be intentional about hearing his voice. Slow yourself down. Prayer, I wasn't going to get into this this morning, but, but prayer isn't just about going to God with a list of prayer requests or things and, 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 and us speaking. Sometimes the most powerful moments in prayer are when we just silence ourselves and we sit and we say, okay, God, I've said everything I feel like I need to say. Now I'm just going to listen. And you know what? Sometimes you may sit there in complete silence, and not hear anything. But it is not time wasted, because you are practicing, you are are experiencing, you are equipping yourself, you are positioning yourself. I I knew I'd get to the right word eventually. You are positioning yourself to hear his voice. And it's in that positioning that you will begin to hear his voice speaking to you. Amen. Amen? I want to tell you a few other stories this morning. These ones are really close to my heart. Eden, our our little, our middle daughter, Eden, just has this tremendous ear to hear the voice of God. She is seven. Yeah, she's seven years old. That's right. Uh, October 25th. I don't know the year, though. I always forget the year. 20 something. (laughs) But Eden has this tremendous gift to hear the voice of God. One day, uh, uh, I was over here at the church working. Amber was at home. And uh, the girls were in the, in the um, toy room just playing and making a mess at the house and having fun. And, and just, just playing princesses, dress up, whatever they were doing. And then out of nowhere, Eden just comes up to the couch and she sits by Amber. And uh, she goes, she goes, Mommy when are Andrew and Carly going to have a baby? And uh, Amber, at that point in time, uh, they weren't pregnant and and Amber said, well, I, I don't know, honey. I'm sure they'll probably have one soon. And, and Eden goes, no, mommy. No, I can feel it. Andrew and Carly are going to have a baby and it's going to be a boy. And then she just hopped off the couch and went back to playing. And Amber was like, well, that was kind of you know strange. It was kind of weird. And, and and just to, just to clarify, we we hadn't been really talking about that. You know, we weren't talking about Andrew and Carly having a baby. It was just this random thing that she just came up and did. A few weeks later, we find out Andrew and Carly are pregnant. And guess what they had? (laughs) A baby boy. Another time, Amber was uh, getting the kids ready for school in the morning. And uh, she was doing Eden's hair. and, And they were just talking back and forth. And and then randomly, she, she just says, uh, she said, uh, what did she say? I wrote it down. <laughs> she said, uh, she just said, I, I bet when, I, that's what she said. Okay. She, she was just, Amber was doing her hair and, and she, just, she just randomly said, I, I bet when Faith and Aaron have a baby, it's just going to be such a cute baby just randomly. And that was, that was it. That was the whole thing. She just randomly said that. And, and, and to again, give some context to that. We love Faith and Aaron, but we hadn't really been talking about them or, or talking about them having a baby or, or really we hadn't seen them in a long time. So again, Amber was just like, well, I was, you know, I was kind of strange, you know, that she just randomly said that. And so a little while later, Amber texts Faith and is just like, Hey, you'll never guess what Eden just said. You know, she said, if she bets that when you two have a baby, it's just going to be the cutest little thing. And you know Faith responds back, "Oh, that's awesome, you know, whatever." Well, a few weeks later, we see Faith and Aaron and and uh and Faith comes up and she she says, "Hey Amber, you'll never believe this, but we're pregnant." And the day you text me, I was reading the text message in the middle of my very first ultrasound. <laughs> Just doing her hair. I I bet Faith and Aaron are going to have a baby and that's going to be a cute little baby. Just hearing the voice of God. Another time, another time we, uh, it was back during the, the height of the pandemic and all of those sorts of things. And we weren't having, uh, in-house service at that point in time. We were, we were just doing our live stream, doing our best to do live stream. And, uh, there was only maybe 10 people in the room. Uh, at that point, our entire worship team wasn't up here. It was just Paul, uh, myself on guitar, and Amber, and just a handful of people in the, in the, in, out here just to make the live stream work. And we we're in the middle of service and, and uh, in the middle of worship. And Eden is sitting next to Miss Jackie over here. And, and uh, she, she leans over to Jackie and she said, something just fell out of Poppy's mouth. And you know, Jackie, you know, she said, I didn't really think anything of it. I thought maybe just a piece of gum fell out of his mouth or you know, something like that. So the service goes on and we get home later that day and, and, uh, and, and Eden's talking with Amber. And she said, she said, yeah, during service, she said, I, I, it, was a, it was crazy. I just saw the smoke coming out of Poppy's mouth. And it just, it came out of his mouth and it, it went around mommy and it went around daddy and just kind of went throughout the room. And she says, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, Mommy. I, I think that was the Holy Spirit. I think I was just seeing the Holy Spirit there. Just encountering that she's seven years old. And, a, and aside from the moment when we were in worship there, the story I just shared with you, aside from that time, she was just in the toy room playing. We weren't in a prayer service. We weren't discussing the Bible. We weren't uh, you know, in a Sunday school class, we weren't in worship, at, you know, those couple times. She was just playing, just normal, everyday thing. But she was hearing the voice of God in the middle of it. And sometimes, I think we we over-spiritualize hearing the voice of God. We make this this uber-spiritual encounter when Eden, my seven-year-old, is hearing her while she's just playing dress-up. It, and, it, and it's hearing the voice of God is is not... This, it doesn't have to be this big dramatic thing. Sometimes it's, it's just communing with the Father. It's just, it's just this constant relationship and this back and forth between you and the Lord. And, and it doesn't have to be in the middle of service. It can be, obviously. It doesn't have to be while you're in the middle of prayer. It can be. It, but it, but it, it's just doing life with the Lord and hearing His voice. It's simple. Here's the other thing about this with Eden. We have never once given her instruction on how to hear the voice of God. There, one, like I said at the beginning of service, there's nothing in, in the Bible that says one steps one, two, and three. We, we never gave her any instruction. We never coursed her into it, like tried to lead her into that or anything like that. We never, we never tried to push that with our kids. All we did was tell our daughter, you can we, told, we tell our kids listen you can hear the voice of God and that hearing that and in her innocence and in her purity she just believes that she can hear God and she does she doesn't complicate it she doesn't Try to over spiritualize it. She doesn't try to figure it out. She just hears his voice because we told her, You can hear God. And she just believed it. I want to tell you something this morning. You can hear the voice of God, you can hear his voice. He speaks to you, and you have the capability of hearing. His voice, and all it takes is the faith to believe that because I am His sheep and He is my shepherd, I can hear it when He speaks to me. Amen? You can hear His voice. There's a scripture, I'll end with this. There's a scripture in, in Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. I don't think I have it back there, Chad. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Everybody in this room knows the scripture. It says that he stands at the door and knocks. Now, we hear that scripture, and, and it's always applied to nonbelievers. It's always applied to those who have not yet accepted Jesus. And we all have seen the picture of Jesus standing at the door, the painting, right? And he's knocking on the door of our hearts. We've all seen that. The interesting thing about that, and not, and not that it can't be applied to non-believers. But when you read the context of that scripture, you realize that he's not talking to non-believers. He's talking to the church of Laodicea. And this La- the church of Laodicea is, is the church where he talks about that they are neither hot or they're not cold, but they're kind of lukewarm, right? And he begins giving them instructions. And then at the very end of that, of that, that section of scripture where he's talking to the Laodiceans, Laodicea, those guys, the Leos, the Leos, whatever they are. At the end of that verse, after he's given instruction, after he's given correction and he's, and he's spoken to them, he says those words. He said, I stand and I knock. Then he says, and you and those who choose to hear my voice, I will come into them. And that's the literal word, no matter what translation you look at, says, I will come into them, which when you look at it in the original language, it literally means I will enter into, he will come into you. And it says, he will abide with you. In fact, one, one translation says that he will dine with you. And it says that just as I have ascended and sit on the throne with my father. You will ascend and sit on the throne with me. And we will have communion with each other. And it says that you will hear my voice. And this, this, this whole thing, this knock on the door, what he's saying is, is I have spoken to you. And I'm, I'm knocking on the door with my voice. All you have to do is answer and listen And hear my voice. And when you do, just like with Samuel. When Samuel looked up to God and said, God, I am your servant and I am listening. Then it was this floodgate opened up to where he was able to hear God's voice. And was able to then become a prophet to the nation of Israel. And God came in in that moment and began to dine with Samuel. And have communion and relationship. And I feel like the Lord is doing that with us this morning. He's, he's saying, listen, guys, you can hear my voice. You just have to have faith to believe that it's true. And I am knocking. And those who choose to hear my voice, I will come in and abide in you. I will dine with you. And we'll have this relationship where we talk. Just like, I love, I love the, the wording in, in that that I will dine with you. And and because when you sit at a dinner table across from somebody, it's this communion that you share with one another. It's this this fellowship, this back and forth dialogue where you share things. And and I know Holly and Cameron love this because at at the dinner table is where you can get into just the things of life with one another. The Lord comes in and he dines with you. And you hear his voice. You speak to him. He hears you and he speaks back to you. Amen. You can hear his voice. Just like our little seven-year-old Eden. You can hear his voice. You just have to listen. Let me pray with you this morning. Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I'm so grateful. That 2,000 years ago, you'd never stopped talking to us. God, that you spoke through your word and through your servants and your disciples. But God, your voice didn't stop in those days. But today, God, you still speak to your, your, your sons and your daughters. God, I thank you that everyone in this room who knows you and has a relationship with you and, and, uh, and, and loves you. God, that they are your sheep and your word says plainly that your sheep knows your voice. That they know your voice. God, that you are speaking to every person in this room. God, that just as you spoke to Samuel, God, you are speaking to us. Father, I just pray this morning, God, that as as we have now heard this message, God, and it's a simple, simple message. But Father, just as now we have heard this message, God, that it would be an impartation and permission to turn now and look to heaven and say, Father, I am listening. God, and that would open up a door for every person in this room to begin hearing the voice of God for themselves. That they would begin hearing the voice of God for themselves, Jesus. God, we just say we are listening. So God, begins speaking to us. Hallelujah. God, I pray this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. I'm looking forward to some testimonies. And uh, speaking of that, I'm glad I said that. Because um, what I would love to happen is if you have a, a testimony about how God has spoken to you, maybe it was a certain time, or maybe it's just you wanna tell me the, the ways that you hear the voice of God, then I would love for you to, to shoot me an email or a text or, or even just you can come up to me and tell me in person. I would love to hear your testimony on how God has spoken to you and is speaking to you uh, throughout the course of this, this, uh, this series. And also, uh, I would love all as well uh, if you have questions, what is uh, maybe you, you have specific questions about the voice of God and hearing the voice of God, then I would also love for you to, to send those to me as well, um, because I, I, want, I want to be able to speak into those things. Um, and we may even, I don't know if we for sure will, but we may even end this whole series with maybe even just like a panel up here uh, of different people and where we can answer some just different questions and we can have just a conversation about the voice of God. Amen. So so if you have a testimony or you have a question, uh, send that to me in some way, either an email text, in person, whatever it may be. I would love to hear your testimonies and love to hear different questions uh, that maybe we can speak into throughout this series.